And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. We all are aware that uh, we are under an attack. There is a war going on with this virus. I call it a monster. <laughs> and um, for some, uh, um, for those of you who do not know, there seems to be a, a, a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I want to share with you some information from the news media, different ones, that's showing that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And so, as a way to encourage us, I just thought I would bring them up tonight. The first one, as you can see, is taken from the New York Times, and it says, Lockdown can't last forever. Here's how to lift it. And uh, uh, the person went on to say, The ultimate objective must be to bring the epidemic down to a slow burn so as to buy time for the world's population to acquire one way or another immunity to COVID-19. So there is a risk. Can you bring up the other? There is research done to attack this monster. We have another one right here from the president himself. Uh, uh, there is tremendous light at the end of the at the end of the tunnel. And brothers and sisters, uh, leave this one still. Leave, leave this one. There is tremendous light at the end of the tunnel. It seems like he knows something that we do not know. Amen. And so we have to just agree uh, right now, brothers and sisters, as I said, it's not a time to be political. <laughs> Amen. The virus doesn't care whether or not you're a Democrat, whether or not you're Republican or independent. Amen. We are all in this together. And so the president seems to be saying there is progress being made against. As I said, the Bible says that the effectual prayer of the righteous avails much. So we are seeing that the praise and worship. Amen. The prayer made on behalf of the world's population we see that there seems to be a turnaround let's look at the other one this is the one i like the most it is showing the chart the chart here is showing here from new york the total new hospitalized it is the curve is what going down, going down. are you with me it is going down the number of people hospitalized is going down why because people are being healed people are fighting are you with me they attack. They're fighting back. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. We just read Jeremiah 33.3. Call unto me and I will answer you. Well, that's what we've been doing. We've been calling unto God. Amen. As a church. And God gave us a promise that he'll answer. He'll give wisdom and understanding to those who are on the forefront. While they are doing their part, we do our part. Amen. So we see that there is a curve. The curve uh, is flattening. Uh, it's coming down. Uh, I think we do have another right here. We do have another. The governor, the governor of New York says um, uh, he's going to relax restrictions on hydro, hydroxychloroquine, which is one of the drugs that's been used to fight hydroxychloroquine plus zinc. You can buy zinc anywhere in any drugstore. That combination is being used to fight. Amen. This particular virus. I think that's that's. Uh, 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 can, can you, let, let's look at another quickly. Another quickly. Uh, a new coronavirus model predicts lower expected demand for hospitals. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. Since it is said that the projections made were overstated by eighty percent, and when I say the projections, the projections of death, intubations, hospitalizations, all of it was projected over by 80%. What's going on? What happened to the models? Were the models correct? 
So I'm saying this to say that we have to be very careful. We thank God for the work that's been done. But don't you ever forget that we are told in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4 that the devil is the God of this world. We are told in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2 that he's the prince of the power of the air. So he can manipulate statistics. Amen. He can can influence men. Uh Are you with me since? Influence men who can be scared humans amen and they may exaggerate the models right here new model new coronavirus model predicts lower expected demand for hospitals can somebody say thank god for the intercession intercession amen are you with me the intercession god is giving because these men they're working there they're putting uh, uh, ingredients together to see what's going to work and as they as they're putting the ingredients together we're asking god to give them wisdom and direction um i got um you know i got uh i got a an audio clip from from a friend and um from a friend uh, and uh, she claims that, that that friend is a reputable prophet and um, I listened to the um, the clip, and I'm not sure if you can recall. If you go to our website, uh, our Facebook page, the church's Facebook page, you will see um, as we worshipped God on Sunday, you will see the worship team. They moved into a hallelujah. You remember that? Just saying hallelujah at the start, just before, without rehearse without without prior rehearsing just moved into prior hallelujah well that particular prophet said she uh, she got a visitation from the lord and the lord asked her to tell the churches to come together and just start shouting hallelujah just start shouting hallelujah and that's exactly the phase we moved in this past sunday it's the high hallelujah is what the highest praise, the highest praise. angels are shouting hallelujah Amen. And so, as I said, we cannot sit back and do nothing. We got to fight. Amen. The Bible says those who know their God will do what? Valiantly in battle. And this thing has declared, this virus has declared a war and we are going to fight back. Praise God. I think there is another. There is another. Look here. Support for hydro, hydroxychloroquine. The hydroxychloroquine uh, uh, is a very safe drug. It has been given to 10,000 millions of individuals in the, in the world since its approval in 1955. 65 years and over. Now, I, I have some nurses here with me. I'm not sure if they can confirm or not. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. But we do have information in, indicating that forces have put, been put together. Attempts have been made to fight this drug. I'm sorry, this, this, uh, this virus. God is giving people wisdom while we are standing in the gap. Do we have another? I want to share some good news, amen? Return to normalcy. Plans emerge for how to reopen the economy post-crisis. Right here. Return to normalcy. Plans emerge for how to return. Uh, brothers and sisters, uh, uh, you, uh, it was projected almost 14 million people will be out of jobs. Which economy, which economy can support that? That is why we have to come together and fight this thing. People need to get back to work. People are hurting. People's jobs have been lost. And we cannot sit back and do nothing. Amen? I'm not sure if, we, I'm not sure if, you, uh, um, uh, if you saw on my Facebook the clip about the Satanists. Uh, they finally emerged on the streets. They left. They, you know, they were behind closed doors. But now the church, the church universal, many of the churches 
we've shut our shut our doors now the staying power that second Thessalonians speak about the staying power which is the Holy Spirit and the praise the body of Christ gives up the staying power has been shut down for a couple we are num how many days now are we in shutdown mode 24 25 three Sundays now about four to three Sundays no praise and worship virtually maybe 10% of what was being done is being done now so almost 90% of the praise and worship disappeared and so the devil took the opportunity to come out now now they are they left the they left the closet they're out marching with their horns all in black you think about that you think about it's out there when, when did they choose to do that when virtually 90 percent of the church closed when no praise and worship was going up that's when the devil saw he took because there is no staying power we have staying power we keep the enemy at bay when we come together and raise our praise That's why the Bible said God dwells in the midst of the praises of his people. He dwells in the midst. Nothing wrong to pray over the phone or streamline, but the Bible says God dwells in the midst of the praises of his people. When people come together and they praise God, God comes and he gives answers. He gives wisdom. Revelation knowledge, understanding. That's what the devil is afraid of. Do we have another? Oh, the final one. That was it. That was the final one. Amen. So, uh, uh, I just wanted to share the good news. That things are turning around. Amen. Amen. Things are what? Turning around. around. We got to say it. Things are turning around. We got to, we got to confess it. Yes. We got to say it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Uh, let me move on. I was about to say something. Let me move on. Let's go to our text. Our text quickly. Our text is taken from Isaiah chapter 52. Let's read verse uh, 13 to 15. And this is what uh, the Lord showed the prophet as to um, what would happen to our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, this is Holy Week. Amen. Jesus on Sunday, 2,000 years ago, a Sunday like what? Like Sunday passed, rode down to Jerusalem on a donkey. Amen. Riding down to Jerusalem, knowing that he was going to be crucified. In his mind, riding down, I'm going down there and I'm going to be hung. I'm going to be mutilated. Amen. I'm going to be, I am going to be hung, mutilated, disrespected, spat upon by the same people who need salvation. He's coming with a salvation package. But guess what? The reason why you have all that mutilation, all that, all that vengeance against Jesus Christ is because the devil knows he has a salvation package. The devil knows, Zechariah 9, 9 tells us, he's coming with a, with a what? Salvation package. He's coming with salvation. And so because of that, the devil doesn't want the humanity to be saved. He wants everybody to go to hell with him. And so he's, put, he's bringing up as much resistance as he can to discourage God, to discourage Jesus. But how many of you thank God for Jesus? Amen. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory. Sometimes you got to stick your neck out for him because he stuck his neck out for us. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. It says here in Isaiah chapter 52, verse 13 to 15, verse 30, 13 reads, we got it. Verse 13 reads, Behold, my servant shall deal prudently he shall be exalted and extolled and be very high he shall be now uh, uh, let's go to verse 14 verse 14 reads as many were astonished at thee 
and he's going notice that there was a semicolon the bible is going to explain to us while many were astonished at jesus christ because his visage you know what the visage is his face his face was so mud mud is disfigured his face was so disfigured more than any human being and his form his form is referring to his body so his face looked disfigured and his body what, what happened to his form more than the sons of men there is nobody who in history was ever mutilated and beaten and who just looked like a lump of mess job had nothing on jesus christ and job had all type of virus job had the coronavirus job had cancer job had aids L listen to me job's friends practiced social distancing way back then yeah. I, social distancing is nothing new they looked and they said job that's you something is wrong that's not job that's the co no <laughs> Ah, glory be. So Job had nothing on Jesus Christ when they were done with him. Now, I know I won't have time to get to all of this because I, I have to go back to verse, uh, to verse 12. But I'll tell you this right here. His form, his body, the reason why he was beyond... Let's read verse, verse 15 Then I'll, I'll, I'll quickly. Verse 15 says, So shall he what? Sprinkle many nations. Uh, um, he's going to elaborate. The kings shall shut their mouth at him for that which had not been told them they shall see and that which had not been heard they shall consider even the leaders of this world are going to stand back and say oh my goodness we didn't know we didn't hear we didn't understand we didn't expect that mm? verse uh, verse uh, I'll, I'll get uh, verse um verse 14 uh, is, is the verse that really breaks my heart breaks my heart it says that his form his body was beyond recognition and and, and 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 i'm going to submit there is no way you can beat somebody beyond recognition i'm going to tell you why jesus's body was beyond recognition his face was beyond recognition because every sickness entered his body every sin entered his body every bad thought are you with me every conspiracy in Jesus' body, he had cancer, AIDS, the coronavirus. So much so when it manifested. That's why God could not look at Jesus. He took upon the sin of everybody and the sickness of the entire world. And when he entered his body, he just looked like a ball of mess. It wasn't the beating. It was the sin that entered. That's what 2 Corinthians 5.21 says. It says, he who knew no sin became sin. He, he, <laughs> he became sin. He didn't just become like sin. He actually became sin. All type, all fornication, all adultery, all, all, all men with men, women with women. Are you with me? All of it entered in his body and he took it. And when, when you looked at him, he was beyond recognition. How many of you say thank God for Jesus? Oh, glory be. He took every sickness, every disease. That's why I said, if he took it in his body, I am, what am I doing with it in my body? Are you with me, saints? He took it in his body. What am I doing with it in my body? Amen. Now I got to practice. Amen. The right things because, praise God. Anyhow. <laughs>
But I just thought I would elaborate on that because I knew we are not going to get time to come here. Thank God for Jesus. This week is a very emotional week for me. A very emotional week. Because when you sit back and you understand and you meditate on what Jesus has done, it's, it's heart-wrenching. It's heart-wrenching. You know, uh, I'm studying this in its entirety. It will really, you know, it will it'll make a believer out of you. There are some things after you've understood that that just doesn't matter. You know, Paul told Timothy, I think in 1 Timothy chapter 4, I think in 13, he said, Until I come, give attendance to reading. I think verse 14, 15 says, Meditate on these things. Give yourself wholly to it. And when you meditate on what Jesus Christ has done, and you give yourself wholly to it, and you get revelation knowledge on what he's done, it, uh, it changes your walk with God. You know? It, it really does. It changes your work, your work with God. Uh, some things doesn't matter anymore. Praise God. Amen. I forgot to recognize those who have joined us tonight. We've had a few people join us. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We appreciate you for doing that. And um, continue. We believe there's a word for you from the Lord. Amen. So before I start unpacking the text, uh, go back to verse uh, 13. Let me start unpacking the text because God, as I said, um, um, God gave Isaiah, prophet Isaiah, prophecy um, about his anointed servant, his suffering servant. And we all know his suffering servant is our Lord Jesus Christ. His suffering servant for now, but not forever. He's coming back in, in Revelation on a white horse. And he's coming back as a conqueror. He's coming back as one who's going to execute judgment. Amen. His first entrance was a baby as a savior. His second entrance, well, a kind of, you know, he's coming. This is his third entrance. Second, second entrance, he's not touching the earth. Yeah, yeah, that's right. that's second entrance, he's coming for us in the atmosphere. Then we're going to meet him. Yes, that's right. Amen. The, the, the third entrance, that's when his foot is touching earth. But he's going to, he's going to pierce the, the realm of earth universe three times. But his foot is going to touch earth twice. The second time his foot touch earth, it won't be as a baby Jesus. Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So, uh, uh, um, uh, there's a lot of poetry in this particular text. And I believe there's a lot of poetry there because uh, that's the best way God could communicate to us the suffering of Jesus so we can understand it verse 6 of Isaiah you don't have to turn there verse 6 well turn there please verse 6 of Isaiah chapter 53 emphasizes the reason for the servant suffering at the hands of the Romans what is the reason for Jesus's suffering Isaiah chapter 53 verse 6 tells us tells us what you got it it tells us all Isaiah chapter 53 verse 6 it reads all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. So why, why did he suffer? He suffered for us. He suffered for our sins, for my sin and for your sin. Not because of him. And so Isaiah chapter 53 verse 6 says, all we like sheep, we went astray. There is nobody good in and of themselves. Praise God. Let me say it again. Nobody good in and of themselves. I didn't say that the Bible says the human heart apart from God is desperately wicked. Who can know it? 
I didn't say that. God said that. God said, apart from me, the human heart is desperately wicked. Some of you may disagree, but I chose to stay with the Bible. Amen. And notice how good and gracious God is. He says, all we like sheep have gone astray. Notice God is calling a sheep. He could have said, all we like, all we like stiff-necked animals. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> there, is, there is niceness all over the Bible. Glory be to Jesus. God is such a wonderful Savior. He said, all we like sheep. Thank God for calling us sheep. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. But not rebellious animals. Willingly rejecting him. Verse 7 expresses his disposition. Verse 7, can you go to verse 7 quickly? Tells us, expresses Jesus' disposition. The way he responded to the brutality and mutilation he underwent for the sins. During what is commonly called the Holy Week. This week, Holy Week. This week, the Holy Week, 2,000 years ago approximately, was one of the worst weeks Jesus ever lived on the earth. It was his final week. It was the most tough week for him. Amen. Years ago, how did he respond? The scripture tells us he was what? He was oppressed. And what? Oppressed means harassed, tyrannized or tyrannized. In other words, he allowed them to reign over him as a tyrant. Notice I said he allowed them because we know Jesus could have called, spoken to his father and asked for a legion at least. Amen. For protection. But because of you and I who are in his heart. Man, I thank God for Jesus. Amen. He allowed them to reign over him as a tyrant. He was oppressed and afflicted. And notice what he did. What he did. What he did. Yet he opened not his what? Oh. Aren't you thankful that God, Jesus did not open his mouth during the Holy Week? You see, before Holy Week, he opened his mouth. But thank God for Holy Week. This week. Glory be to Jesus. Ah, bless God. I think by now, Wednesday, they arrested him. Hmm? And uh, tomorrow, by tomorrow, they, ha they have him. They he'll be going through three sessions of unjust uh, court sessions. If you read it properly. Three sessions, and they're, go they're going to keep him. When they arrest him the night tonight, they're going to keep him up all night to weaken him. Whom he did that for? For you and for me. That's why I said this week is very emotional for me. And uh, week, uh, this is a week I really give God thanks a lot. For, for that matter, this is a week, uh, uh, my praise is a praise of thanksgiving. Other times, you know, I'm praising God. And, but, but for Jesus, this week, that's all I've been doing. Exercising today, walking, thanking God for Jesus. When you understand what he's done. It's sometimes it brings tears to my eyes. It really does because Jesus really took it for you and I. Amen. I'm not long. The Bible says he was afflicted. Afflicted means he was abused, punished, treated harshly. Hmm? Treated how? Harshly. On Sunday I said God gave his best. He gave us his best. When he gave us Jesus. Amen? Thank God he gave us his best. His best. So, verse, let's go back. Verse 52, verse 13. I, I know I keep, oh, bless God, I know. And that's why I said sometimes it's difficult to finish the entire thing. You know, the more you speak, the more you hear God. Anyhow, verse 53 says, verse, uh, uh, <laughs> verse 13, Isaiah 53, 13 says, Behold, that's what we read, right? Behold, I love the word behold because behold is notoriously used. Every time, especially in the book of Revelation. When something important is going to be revealed or there is a new scene. 
The Holy Spirit tells John, Behold! So behold is notoriously, I have a note here to myself, behold is notoriously used in scripture as an attention grabber and is used to place emphasis on the words which follows it. You would agree? So right now God is grabbing our attention through Isaiah. He said, behold. And what follows after behold? My servant. My what? My servant. Paul referred to himself as the bond servant. Of the most high God. I've gotten calls and said, Pastor, why do you have on your Facebook? The only qualification you have is bond servant of the most high God. I got it from here. <laughs> bond servant. Willingly decide to be a servant. Because, amen, we all have a choice. Praise God. Glory be to God. Servant of the most high God. He said, behold, my servant shall deal how? Prudently. Oh, bless God. Prudent what? Prudently, didn't we read a while ago how he was quiet? Mm -hmm. He spoke all the time. Now that is prudent behavior, wise behavior to remain quiet because you know death and life lies in the power of the tongue. If Jesus had just opened his mouth, you and I would not be saved today. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? So Jesus said, let me shut it and let me take it. All two that I was walking and the tears came to my eyes. I kept saying, thank you Lord for staying quiet. Thank you Jesus for being quiet. Just thank you for being quiet. Just thank you for doing that. Thank you for doing that. Amen. My servant. My servant. So, so the world. Behold. Uh, 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 he's beholding. God is telling us to. He's taking the attention of the world. Telling them look at my servant. The emphasis is on my servant Jesus. So now behold he's put Jesus. He's placed Jesus on display so the world could see him. Amen. And the Lord commands us to consider his servant. You remember that? Right here. Behold whom? My servant, My servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be what? Very high. You remembered. You, you remembered um, the, Ethiopian, the Ethiopian eunuch. You remembered when Philip came to him. It, since we are here, let's just unturn every stone. Is that all right? The, 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 Isaiah chapter 53, verse 13 to I, Isaiah 50 to 13. Is it 50 to 13 I have? 50 to 13 to 53, 12 is one portion of scripture. Are you with me? Just for, for purposes of referencing, it is divided. Amen? But, in, but it was not divided before. It's one portion of scripture. And if you remember, do you remember the eunuch? The eunuch when he was, when he was driving, when he was on his way to, back to Ethiopia, to Queen Candace. And, G, and he was reading from the book of Isaiah. He was reading about the servant. Do you remember what he told Philip? When Philip, the Holy Spirit, you got, let's... Since we are unturning every stone, let us unturn every stone. Amen. Let's go to Acts chapter. You get to see that. Acts chapter 8, verse 26 to 25. Because the eunuch was reading this very same portion of scripture. And the eunuch had a question. You'll see that at the end. The eunuch asked Philip, Who is the prophet talking about when he said the servant? Is the prophet talking about him or talking about somebody else? Are you with me? Let's read the story. It's so beautiful. As I said, let's overturn every stone. Keep me on time, okay? It reads Acts chapter 8 verse 26. We got it? Yes, sir. It reads here, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, go towards the south. Who, who, who spoke to Philip? The angel of the Lord. How many of you know the angel of the Lord is still speaking today? 
saying, Arise, go towards the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto, unto Gaza, which is desert. And the Bible says in verse 27, And when he spoke to Philip, Philip arose, amen, and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority, on the Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. He was a man of what? Great authority, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem to worship. Amen. He had come to Jerusalem to worship. He was returning and sitting in his chariot, reading Isaiah. Isaiah's in New Testament is Isaiah, the prophet. And this is what he was reading before we are told. The Bible says in verse 29, Then the Spirit said unto Philip, First the angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. Now we are told that the Spirit spoke to Philip. God can communicate to us in numerous ways. Amen. Amen. The Spirit spoke to Philip and told Philip what? Yes, go near and join yourself to the chariot. Jesus came on a horse. This man was on a chariot. Well, Jesus came on a donkey, sorry. Anyhow, glory be to Jesus. So then the Spirit said unto Philip, go near, verse 30, and Philip ran close to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Philip asked him, do you understand what you're reading? Huh? And verse 31, he said, how can I accept some man or some woman should guide me? And he desired Philip. He said, join me. Let's sit. He gave Philip a cup of water and a small cup of coffee. Amen. And they continued. The place of the scripture where he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. That's Isaiah. That's what we're reading right here. Are you with me? That's what he was reading. And like a dumb, like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. That's what he was reading. The same portion of scripture here. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. They didn't do him right. And who shall declare his generation? For his life was taken from him. His life was what? When they, when they crucified Jesus, they cut off his life. And we know because, praise God, that was the end. You know, Jesus was not married. Amen? So his life was taken from him. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray you, of whom speaketh prophet Isaiah? Of himself or of someone else? Mm, who is that servant he's talking about? Then Philip opened his mouth and began the same scripture and preached unto him whom? Jesus. It is amazing how today many people are wondering who the servant is. Orthodox Jews are still wondering who the servant is. Unsafe people. So many claims as to who the servant is. The Bible just tells us here. Philip began talking about Jesus Christ. When the eunuch asked him who's the servant. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? 
Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m., and the morning service begins at 11, and the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com or call the church 850-408-8496.